You're listening to The Takeaway with John Hockenberry and Celeste Headley. Our details are flooding in from Haiti in terms of the relief effort and what is happening in Port-au-Prince now. We're actually waiting to hear from Rear Admiral Victor Guillory. He's the commander of the U.S. Navy 4th Fleet. That fleet has jurisdiction over the Haiti rescue effort. He's being debriefed now, and we're hoping to get the very latest details from him in just a few moments. But first, let's go to Christina Boyle. She's a New York Daily News staff writer, and she landed in Haiti yesterday. Good morning, Christina. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Can you tell me what the uh, Haitian capital looks like today? Um, well, we arrived here yesterday morning, um, and it's it's decimated. I mean, the buildings, uh, everywhere you turn, there's rubble. The um, the main presidential palace has like, been destroyed. There are bodies lying openly in the streets everywhere. Um, they're kind of, some are covered with these makeshift shrouds, but some are just left openly in the sun, some kind of beats down on them, they're all bloated. And then the people in general are just wandering around. It looks like they're in a bit of a daze, like they are clearly still shell-shocked. Uh, a BBC reporter, Andy Gallagher, followed a report from Port-au-Prince yesterday in which he talked about uh, the, the aid effort and the fact that he's not seeing a huge change. You've got some very powerful countries promising huge relief efforts, but on the ground itself, it just doesn't feel like it's uh, picked up any momentum at the moment. Uh, Christina Boyle, what do you think? Is the aid effort picking up momentum? I have seen no aid, basically. When we drove in yesterday morning really early, we saw two UN trucks by the airport, but down on the streets, there's nothing, and the people are pretty desperate. So, um, yeah, I can completely uh, corroborate that. Are are you also seeing, there are some reports as well of of violence and, and possibly people scavenging for food, desperate people. Are you seeing any signs of that? I haven't seen violence. I've seen. Um, I've definitely seen scavenging. There were people who were um, raiding what would have been a drugstore yesterday, and they were pulling out, you know, soap and shampoo and sponges and throwing them to each other. Um, there was another place where they were pulling down boxes, which appears to be sh- of shoes. Um, it seems more materials that they need to survive, and there were a few fights breaking out over the stuff. But I haven't seen any other violence. Although this morning, getting set up around. So there's some turn around this, that things could turn a bit nice. He doesn't get in. And... Well, Christina Boyle is a New York Daily News staff writer. She is speaking to us over Skype from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. As as you can hear, the communication lines coming from Haiti, still not very good there. Her Skype line appears to be breaking up. Uh, But we we can return to her as soon as her line gets a little clearer clearer and, and try to see what she has to say about the relief efforts. So uh, let's uh, bring in the uh, uh, Rear Admiral Victor Gilroy. He's a, uh, actually, we're still waiting to hear from him. Uh, he's still Victor being Gilroy. debriefed. And he's actually expected to not only be debriefed, but then brief Press Secretary Robert Gates uh, a little bit later this morning about what he's hearing. So anything we hear from him will be the absolute latest news on that efforts. President Obama has pledged $100 million in aid to ha- Haiti. And we also had reports coming out of, the, out of Haiti that not only is the airport clogged, it only has one runway, but there's so little coordination um, that one Christian aid organization just found a lot of supplies lying on the airport runway and, and took them and started distributing themselves to... Uh, 
Well, it's been, I mean, we should recap. It's been three days since uh, the devastating 7.0 earthquake hit Haiti. We're waiting for a, uh, a general, an admiral at the uh, Southern Command who's in charge of the uh, relief effort. $100 million Obama pledged yesterday, saying it's one of the largest relief efforts in modern history. But uh, three days after the earthquake leveled parts of Port-au-Prince, the capital, we're, we're getting sounds and images. Uh, the BBC has produced uh, a, a, a lot of material, and we're suddenly getting a sense of what it's like on the streets. And as we expected it's an absolute catastrophe there's no help no hospital no electricity nothing no food no food no food no water nothing there's too many people dying and our partners the bbc are assembling voices inside haiti and outside of haiti here's pam a resident of fort myers in florida speaking to the bbc faith is something that while it may help you through is not going to help everybody and prayer isn't going to help anybody Direct action is what's going to help people. And if you want to pray for your friends and family, I completely support you in that. But I think that what's most important is that you get direct aid to these people and that you let them know by action, not through words, that you're thinking of them and that you're helping them. Because prayer and God aren't going to help anybody right now. People are going to help people right now. Of course, a lot of people are praying, and there's a lot of effort to get direct action into Haiti. But, uh, you know, it, it needs to get to the people who need it right now, and time is running out. Here's reporter Andy Gallagher of the BBC uh, reporting yesterday. The situation here is increasingly desperate and critical. I spent the morning driving through the streets here. I visited two schools that had completely collapsed. Uh, you could see the bodies inside the schools. Despite that, people are still trying to search themselves by hand, but increasingly bodies are now piling up in uh, by the side of streets. I saw a, a clearing by the school where bodies have been piled up and one woman uncovered the sheet and found her 22-year-old son. The father told me he's now just afraid that he can't even lay his son to rest. There are no coffins here. Uh, there is really nowhere for him to go. He's just afraid he's going to be put into a hole in the ground. But on the ground here, there's no real sense of any coordinated relief effort yet. Planes are coming in, supplies are coming in very slowly, but it's dripping in at the moment as opposed to flooding in. So uh, let's just remind you, the president has declared uh, uh, an investment, an initial investment in the aid program, and, and it's already become a 24-7 airlift operation into Haiti's airport. Here's the president speaking yesterday. And today I'm also announcing an immediate investment of $100 million to support our relief efforts. This will mean more of the life-saving equipment, food, water, and medicine that will be needed. This investment will grow over the coming year as we embark on the long-term recovery from this uh, unimaginable tragedy. Our own takeaway correspondent, Femi Oke, was at a community center in Brooklyn yesterday. That, that center has become a kind of a, a hub for collecting donations for Haiti. For, Femi, you first started talking to Haitians within hours of, of the tragedy occurring. Have you noticed a difference in the community response now? Well, I was out on Tuesday night, Celeste, just talking to Haitians around the community, and they were just stunned and shocked. And in the last 24, 48 hours, they're beginning to mobilize. It's almost as if anywhere with Haitian in the title is a, a focus point for people to come together. I was at the Bedford Haitian Community Center, and people were just coming in to drop off whatever they could find that they thought would help people back in Haiti. Well, this is Martha Arce dropping off what she could find. Oh, I've been working hard uh, gathering up all clothing for uh, females and males and children, and I'm um, sorry about what happened at Haiti. And it's really sad. I can't talk anymore. I'm sorry. Okay, Femi, okay, we're going to talk to you more and hear more from the people that you spoke to at that community center in Brooklyn in just a few minutes.